Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Welcome aboard. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. If you missed the news from Isaac Lohenkron at the top of the hour, Jim Harbaugh could be on his way back to professional football. We'll dive into that in about 60 minutes or so. In 25 minutes, Chris Sims of NBC Sports will be joining us to talk about Week 17 and what's ahead for Week 18 and so much more. And then in 15 minutes, I promised this to you about 45 minutes ago, that we would be getting down to our New Year's resolutions. Not for ourselves, but for certain maybe sports-themed entities that uh, need their own resolutions. That is in 20 minutes or so. But we start off with a guy who started the New Year playing very likely in his final game at Heinz Field in front of the home fans last night. That was Ben Roethlisberger. And he went out, Aaron, in a blaze of glory, 24 of 46, <laughs> 123 yards, a touchdown and an interception. I'm sorry, I could see it a mile away. You knew that they were going to try to do something and that Ben was going to try to make something happen in his final game, so he threw it 46 times. I think he had like 41 passes midway through the third quarter. Uh, in the end, could only muster 123 yards, but he ended with a victory, ended with a kneel down as Ben Roethlisberger very, very likely played his last game in front of the Steelers' home crowd last night. He certainly, yeah, I mean, independent of last night, it, it is wild to think about how long he's been there for, obviously winning a Super Bowl well over a decade ago at this point. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if, if you haven't been watching the Steelers very much the last couple of years, uh, what we saw last night is kind of who Big Ben has become. Uh, not to say he's not a living legend, all that good stuff, but, you know, you start to look at the last few years, and, and there is a reason that, uh, you know, maybe the Steelers have fallen off a little bit. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I just – I guess I would just say great career, uh, but it feels like it is about time uh, for Big Ben to uh, to hang it up there. And, and that's what kind of – that's what – I don't know – rubs me in a weird way. I don't know if that's even clean enough to say on radio, but the point <laughs> is is just is, it's a little there's there's something about there's something about Ben Roethlisberger that just didn't make it the feel good story that right? I thought I was thinking that, that too. so many people would want to have. And I even gosh on on Sunday on the network I was doing the Red Zone show and we had Adam Kaplan on and and, you know, Adam goes, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And, and I said, yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know what, I do agree with that. And I kind of thought I was going out on a, on a limb with all of that. And then I kind of stepped back and I thought about it. I'm like, not only is he going to be a Hall of Famer, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I, I don't think that – and the reason, the reason – I say that in a couple of reasons, but it leads back to the point of why I just – I think it was weird last night that it wasn't as much of a love fest. And, and there, there's, there's reasons why people don't love Ben Roethlisberger, but – like I was ready to kind of dismiss maybe over the last four years or maybe how his attitude was because he was very dismissive to a lot of people early on in his career. Uh, yours truly after Super Bowl 40 as well. Did I ever tell you the Ben Roethlisberger No, story? I want to hear this. Go so ahead. So Super Bowl 40. Now, I, I don't mind saying this because uh, it's known on the network that I've, I've been a lifelong Seattle Seahawks fan. And for my first ever Super Bowl – I got to attend 
for the network was the Seahawks' first Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, okay. and so you want to talk about, like, man, this is, you know, this is amazing. This is, you know, the, the stars have aligned. I've, I've lived through the, the ups and mostly downs of this franchise, and what do you know? They reach the pinnacle of the Super Bowl, and I get to be there when they play the Pittsburgh Steelers in Detroit. Unfortunately, uh, the referees were also there, which prevented the Seahawks from winning the game. Completely different story. The point being is this. is Ben Roethlisberger throughout that week. There was a big hubbub with Joey Porter, the linebacker, and uh, him and Jeremy Stevens of the Seahawks going back and forth. And it took a lot of pressure off of Ben Roethlisberger because you weren't talking about the second-year quarterback playing in a Super Bowl and playing in the biggest game of his career. He didn't have a great game in that Super Bowl. But afterwards, you're trying to get interviews you know, for, you know, for your network. So the Steelers win. So we're in the Steelers locker room. It's my first Super Bowl. I go up to Ben Roethlisberger <laughs> and say, hey, Ben, do you got a couple of minutes for Fox Sports Radio? Because I was trying to connect him back to the, to the network as we were live at that time. And you've just won the Super Bowl. It's the biggest game of the year. What do you think you would say to someone? Maybe if he didn't want to do it, there's a very polite way to say, I just want a Super Bowl and my time is pretty thin right now. Let me put Correct. it correct. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, man, I, w- I want to go see my family, you know, appreciate it. Uh, this was his response. Uh, you be me and I'll be Ben Roethlisberger. So ask me the question. Sure thing. Ben, uh, Dan Beyer here, Fox Sports. Uh, congrats on the incredible win. Do you have half a second to, to join our guys back in studio? Nope. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, like, I, I, that, that's what I was like too. I'm like, all right, whatever, you know. Like I just, you know, move down, go talk to somebody else, you know, figure it out. But like that's what it was, and I, and and you know, so so I may have had this tainted sort of you know like thought process, but I think Ben was like that with a lot of people, and and I think a lot of people didn't for like forget that. And I also think that when you see how he's played over the last you know four years or so, last night didn't have that man you know riding off into the sunset sort of thing. It was more of the when is this thing going to be over sort of thing. <laughs> That's well, the sense that I got with Ben Roethlisberger, and I even I, I maybe I use the bias and discredit. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame. Looking at the numbers, when you take him, Philip Rivers, and Eli Manning in that class, Ben Roethlisberger is the most accomplished. Him and Rivers' numbers are actually pretty identical for what they've accomplished in their career. Um, Ben's obviously got the two Super Bowls. Uh, the Rivers never made it to one. Ben made it to three. But, yeah, I, I just I, I think that last night was not that lovable game that you get a lot of times in the NFL when a, when a quarterback is you know about to ride off into the sunset. So it's really interesting because even as, you know, we were preparing for this show and, and uh, we obviously look, if you're doing Tuesday radio, you're talking about Monday night football. And obviously I knew once, you know, I was filling in for Doug and joining you that we'd be talking about Big Ben's final game. And I was really trying to think of what is my interesting angle on this that I can bring to the table to help the Doug Gottlieb show today. And I was like, I really don't have anything. You know, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, you go through uh, all these guys that have left. I mean, Drew Brees, what a few years uh, last year, what he what he did for New Orleans in his time in New Orleans. Obviously, oh, my goodness. Think about what he overcame. The Dolphins doctors wouldn't clear him. And then he ends up in New Orleans, wins a Super Bowl for the city. It's so great. You know, Eli Manning, he beat Tom Brady twice. That's such a great. And then you go to Big Ben. And and, and again, I, I, I didn't know this was where the conversation was going to go, Dan, but. 
I started thinking. I was like, okay, you know, won some Super Bowls early in his career. You know, lost the Super Bowl to, to, to Aaron Rodgers. Clearly a legend. Um, but again, you know, last three, four years, and I know they had a good win-loss record last year, but they really faded down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to, like, what is my interesting, unique, fun angle on this story? And, yeah, and I'm sure people in Pittsburgh have a lot of great memories of him. And, uh, you know, he's won a lot of big games for them. But I think for everybody else, uh, I don't want to use this as a direct parallel because it's probably a little insulting to Big Ben. But it kind of reminds me, like, when Barry Bonds retired, right? It's like San Francisco loved him. Everybody Mm -hmm. else was kind of either didn't like him or were lukewarm on him or had no strong opinion on him. And I don't feel like like when Tom Brady retires, right, it's going to be like, well, I hated, you know, I loved to root against him when I was a Jets fan, but darn it, did I respect him. Or, uh, you know, I can't believe he beat me in that Super Bowl all those years ago, but darn it, did I respect him. Like, I don't think that Ravens fans are saying like, Darn it, I respect – like, I think they respect Mike Tomlin. I think, And I, I think they respect him, but it's not like, uh, man, you know, yeah. those, those were the best the best games ever, and it's just not – Steelers-Ravens just isn't going to feel the same without Big Ben. And maybe I'm totally off on that too, but that's kind of the sense that I get as well. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Again, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But you just mentioned Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is who Mike Tomlin is. Okay. And I think a lot of times we didn't know who Ben Roethlisberger was. Now, sure. Roethlisberger, maybe towards the end of his career, becoming more of the family man, um, you know, that, that may have changed stuff, but I don't know how much it changed for people. This was Big Ben after last night's game and their win against Cleveland and Pittsburgh. This is home. I was born in Ohio, but I live here and I'll always be here. These, these fans in this place, it just it means so much to me and my family and uh, always will. I've always said that they're the best fans in all the sports and I'll stick by that to the day I die. To see all the signs and the jerseys and the, the towels and to hear them cheer for, for me coming out of the tunnel, all that stuff, it just, um, I don't know that I'll ever put it into words and that's why I, I want to soak it. I wish I could bottle it and, and have it forever. This game was very special to me. I told them thank you, how much this place and they mean to me. I'm just so um, blessed to play this game for a long time. The uh, the end of the game kind of got botched as well because Najee Harris scored, and I think Pittsburgh wanted to have Ben have that ovation as he walked off the field while there was time still on the clock. I'm curious to see what that ovation would have been, but the the I I think Ben will be appreciated really quite a bit in Pittsburgh, maybe five years from now if they still don't have their quarterback, you know scenario figured out by then but uh i i just maybe the nfl will warm up to him the steelers logo helps a lot of people when it comes to getting into the hall of fame it it, <laughs> sure. it really does and that's why he's going to be a, fir- a first timer it's funny the two super bowl wins are a big deal his first one he didn't play that great second one obviously that game winning drive to beat the arizona cardinals in super bowl 43 but yeah just didn't get the fuzzy feelings didn't get the uh the chicken skin as you would say the goosebumps in in any of the moments last night with ben roethlisberger yeah, and I, I didn't know if that was just a me thing, and, and maybe I just uh, haven't watched enough AFC North football over the last couple of years. I, did, I don't know. But, he, yeah, even in the lead-up, and, you know, you're reading stuff, and I'm doing my show on Saturday. I'm sure, like you said, you were doing your show on, on Sunday, having on Adam Kaplan and everything that you did. And, yeah, there was just never that moment where I was like, oh, man. You know, and it's like – and I was even thinking about it today. Like, is it just kind of the – 
reality that guys get older and they get replaced by new guys. Like, you know, even in the NBA right now, you know, Chris Paul is kind of on his last legs and we know it might be Melo's last year and how many years does LeBron have left? And so you kind of just accept that guys get older and that at some point they have to move on. And I thought maybe I'm just, you know, I've been doing this for so long that I don't get all mushy when, when a guy retires. But that was kind of just, I was just like, should I be kind of what you said? Should I be feeling something different? Like, is there more? Is it should there be more there? Do I just have a black soul? Like, what what's going on in here? And uh, yeah, great career. Again, there, there were memories, but you know, whatever. I got to ask. By the way, uh, Super Bowl Forty was in Detroit. Did yes. you get the call just because nobody wanted to go to Detroit? No, come on, no, that is <laughs> not the case. We brought a full. It was a good time. It was. It was. Uh, it was cold. Um, and then the games ruined by the referees. But uh, no, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if Detroit will be getting a Super Bowl anytime soon. I. But uh, <laughs> but it was fun when we were there. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Real credit card questions require real people. Someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S based representatives available 24 7 discover exceptionally common sense if you think we rained on the parade of ben roethlisberger wait till you hear what's next here on fox sports radio fox sports radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app search fsr to listen live 's Aaron Torres I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb today glad to have you with us get Aaron on Twitter at Aaron underscore Torres you can find me on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox Chris Sims NFL analyst for NBC Sports going to be joining us in a bit plus Isaac Lowenkron will give us the latest of what is happening uh, around sports a lot of happenings actually going on today so Isaac will fill us in in a bit but just a few days ago it was uh, a new year and uh, 2022 is here we're still in that window to Say Happy New Year. I think this was a discussion on the Dan Patrick Show. I think you got two weeks to be able to do so. And if you haven't seen anybody since then, you can obviously wish a Happy New Year. I also think, Aaron, as we bring in the crew with this as well, Jason Stewart and John Ramos and Isaac Lohenkron, that it's an opportunity for us to still have resolutions in uh, in our lives. We're only three days in. If you want to better yourselves, you can uh, obviously make resolutions, maybe a few days late. I, I thought it would be a great opportunity for us to give some resolutions to, uh, I don't know, those in the sporting world. You game with this, Aaron? I'm in. Well, I'm in. Uh, Johnny Ramos, back off of his eight-week vacation. Are you, uh, <laughs> are you in? It was only seven and a half, Dan. Oh, okay, my bad, my bad. Yes, I am in. Jason Stewart here as well. Uh, I know he's lining them up. Isaac Lohenkron's got his ready at the news desk. I'll start it out, guys. Uh, NFL, the NFL, I got a resolution for the National Football League, all right? Uh, Their resolution for the NFL for 2022, make Uber the official rideshare program for players who quit during games. That should be the resolution of the NFL to make Uber (laughs) their official rideshare program in case, I don't know, a player wants to quit (laughs) at some time in the third quarter. The NFL's resolution for 2022. I like that. Here's me. Am I I up or? Yeah. Okay. Uh, My resolution is for the sports media. Mm. Um, You are allowed to have an opinion on players opting out of bowl games, but that opinion is only allowed to be 
that player should do what is best for them. And maybe it's because I was on air during the Matt Corral saga, but the number of sports media members that took a victory lap because a kid went down with injury because they think that a kid should not play in a bowl game, it was actually kind of disturbing, Dan. And so, uh, you know, my stance I, has always been, yeah, I was go, go, go ahead. My stance is pretty clear. I, Everyone I, should I, do what's best for them. So I love it because I also sometimes just root for my fantasy advice. Uh, in, in, like not my own fantasy team. The advice I give because I just want to be right. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case with Jason Stewart this past weekend. Um, I only take some of the responsibility, Jason. Uh, your New Year's resolution. Who is it for, and what do you got? And by the way, yeah, starting Kareem Hunt didn't didn't pan out in my Super Bowl. Uh, so, um, are you guys uh, aware of this this uh, scenario? I guess my resolution is for anybody who calls. Uh, football games anywhere it's when a fumble happens and there's a massive scrumble and inevitably the commentator says minnesota says they got it when when nobody knows so that third guy that deep who's not even in the scrum pointing their way says he's got it i need commentators to stop falling for that one I, I would love it if a player is like, no, we don't. It's the other team's ball. It's only fair. Like, if they pointed the other way, just like that sportsmanship commercial. PSA. Where that, where, that co- where that kid totally cost his team the game by telling him that the ball was out of bounds on him. You know, hey, that's your own fault. That would be great. Really, really quick, oh. I want to add one in the same vein. Uh, yes. Can we stop calling every surgery a successful surgery? Oh, uh, Russell Westbrook <laughs> underwent successful surgery today. Yeah, no, I mean, unless the doctor comes out and says, yeah, I screwed up. Uh, we know the su- surgery was successful. We don't need it to be called a successful surgery every time a guy goes down. So thank you. Uh, John Ramos, what do you got for resolutions? Uh, my resolution would be also to the NFL, Dan, just like you said. But their resolution should be to just go ahead and give the Jacksonville Jaguars to England. Oh, and end the pain. <laughs> end the pain for Jacksonville, Florida. Just say, hey, you know what? We're going to send you to England. I know it's been talked about for the last couple of years, but go ahead. Go now and leave, leave Jacksonville alone, please. I, I've got one for the Washington football team. Uh, get railings that work. How about that no. one? <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, that's got to be now for 2023 because that did not happen in 2022 as we saw on Sunday. Get railings that actually work so fans aren't falling on their face. Oh, let's head over to the news desk with Isaac Lowenkron giving us the latest. Isaac, any, any resolutions for any teams, players, leagues, anything you want to pass along? Yes, for Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr and Ohio State head coach Ryan Day to stop coloring their hair. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a natural black for Ryan Day. <laughs> Looks darker today, Bob. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Isaac. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Beyer. He's Aaron Torres filling in for Doug Gottlieb today. Joining us now, as he does every week throughout the NFL season, he's an NFL analyst that you could see on NBC, doing so for NBC Sports. Chris Sims, former NFL quarterback, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Happy New Year, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. How are you? Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year to you as well. And and, and let's get right into what we saw last night. Uh, a rough going for Baker Mayfield. Browns shutting him down for Week 18, not going to play. I guess my question to you, Chris, was it was a rough, rough season injury-wise for him. But but was last year Baker's ceiling, or or is there more for him if, if he becomes healthy? What do you foresee of the future of Baker Mayfield? Well, yeah, that's a good question. Well, yeah, I think something what we saw towards down the stretch last year is about what his ceiling is. 
I, I don't ever expect him to turn into Josh Allen or Justin Herbert or that type of quarterback, but certainly has shown little snippets, you know, four or five game stretches throughout his career where you've gone, oh, wow. I mean, okay, I mean, his arm is real. He can make some game-changing throws and, of course, has, you know, some moxie and some gamesmanship about him that I do like, certainly. You know, but you said it. He played beat up this year, certainly. That did not help him. You know, they're, they have decent weapons at the receiver position, but not great. It's not a great scheme either. You know, one thing I've always questioned on my podcast or my pro football talk with Florio is just I don't think their pass offense is good enough to stand alone when the run game doesn't dominate. So you saw some of those issues last night too. But, no, there's still some unknowns about Baker Mayfield. You know, I like Baker Mayfield, but it, it's been it's been all over the place. And I certainly wouldn't give him a long-term contract you know, after what we've seen through four years here. I, I need a little more evidence, I, at least if I was Cleveland. And uh, he's got the fifth-year option. They've already, you know, made that happen. And I would take next year to evaluate all of this and, and go forward from there. Chris, you know, you mentioned the scheme from Kevin Stefanski, but how much is on Stefanski just from the perspective that players are always going to want to play? And how much is it on him as the coach just say, dude, we love your effort, we love your heart, but you're hurting this team more than helping us trying to play through these injuries. And maybe it's not the whole season, but sit him for a week, sit him for a game, whatever it right. may be. Because I feel like part of this is on Stefanski too. No, I, I agree with you there. I don't disagree at all. I mean, you could certainly blame you know some of that stuff. Hey, why wasn't Odell Beckham Jr. more involved in the offense? That's, those are Stefanski things, no doubt. You know, what, what was the approach to the game last night? I mean, what were they really trying to do early on in the football game? I couldn't figure it out. It's the worst run defense in football. And it's they were like, oh, let's not run it and try to do something else. But your point's very real. You know, that's where a coach comes into play. He's got to save the player from himself. The player's always going to want to play and compete, especially at quarterback. Nobody, I mean, quarterbacks are that way anyways as far as their DNA is concerned, but also with a guy like Baker Mayfield's you know, uh, situation, the other thing you have to take into account is he's not going to come out, not only because he's a competitor and likes to play, but he doesn't want the backup to go in and have success and now everybody go, do we really need Baker Mayfield? You know, or should should we move move on? Or is Case Keenum playing better than Baker Mayfield? And that's always part of the equation too. And you know, yes, I think you are right. Stefanski certainly, I think, could have gauged that. I you know I don't want to say better. I wasn't there to know all the details, but that is his job to do that. Or you know, like let's look at last week. Oh, beat up, beat up, beat up. Don't get to practice for the whole week. You got COVID, and now you got to play the Green Bay Packers. Like, maybe that was a week also where you go, you know what, I love you, Baker, and I love your competitive desire, but I just don't think it's the right formula for you to play this week. Oh, that's right, he threw four interceptions in that game. So I definitely think there's some, you know, some questions there to be had for Kevin Stefanski in that department. Chris Sims joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug. I know this may be different because you're a former player and, and you view peers differently, but Aaron and I were talking earlier on last night wasn't romantic as Ben Roethlisberger left, and we do that a lot in the NFL. We romanticize, especially quarterbacks, when they're riding off in the sunset. Why do you think that maybe is when it comes to Ben Roethlisberger and, and, and how we view him in his career? 
Yeah, well, he's, you know, he's a little different. You know, he's, uh, I, you know, I guess there's a, a little polarizing whether people like him as a person, don't like him as a person. You know, some people, you know, everybody I think knows how good he is. He's an NFL Hall of Famer. He wasn't everybody's cup of tea as far as style of play. You know, sure. I think there was some, some of the off-field off issues that, you know, early in his career that kind of, you know, turned people away from him that way. Um, and I also think, you know, I'll give him credit. I don't think he's a guy that wanted to make it too much of a romantic love affair this year. I've really known for about 10 weeks that this was his last year. He had been telling people around the league, you know, that this was it. And I do give him credit for kind of just making it about the team, not making it about him down the stretch. Uh, but it, it, it is interesting. It was weird ending. I get you. You know, I, I wish he would have took that last snap and ran around the stadium and took his helmet off and waved to everybody and done all that. But maybe that's not in his DNA either. Either way, Big Ben is special. And to me, you know, I, I would say arguably – you know, he's in the conversation, in my opinion, for around the top ten greatest quarterbacks ever. You know, again, it's not Drew Brees and Peyton Manning and Tom Brady type stuff where he's surgical. You know, where Big Ben was different, and maybe this is where people didn't always love it. I mean, we know Big Ben. He Let's eat sandwiches, drink beers. Hey, don't coach me too much. I just want to go out here and play. Don't, you know, don't. Don't, you know, convolute my brain with thoughts and things like that. He was the ultimate backyard quarterback. But, man, he was a playmaker with an unbelievable arm, you know, clutch in big moments. And really, my thing I'll always talk about with Big Ben, 2008, 2009, 2010, team was going to the Super Bowl, one of the best teams in football, and really one of the worst offensive lines in football. You know, that's rare that you have a team that can go that far in the playoffs to do that, and that was because of Big Ben. His ability to throw in a crowded pocket or with people all around him, but yeah, I think it's a, a, a weird que- or it's a good question. I don't know if I really have the answer for it as far as you know why it wasn't quite as you know romantic as you put it. Cardinals beat the Cowboys on Sunday afternoon. Chris, is that more an indictment of us burying the Cardinals too early or crowning the Cowboys after a win against the bad Washington team the other night? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. It is. You know, both teams have some flaws, definitely. You know, I think if we start out, you know, from the Cowboys side of the football, the Cowboys offense is the issue right now. That would be the thing I look at. You know, the defense played good. It wasn't their best performance the other day. You know, a few too many penalties. But they played good enough to win that football game. The offense is where I question them going into the playoff run here. There's a few issues. One, offensive line is overrated. It's just not that special of an offensive line. You know, they have an average average left guard, an average center. Tyrone Smith is good, but he's no longer just great, unbelievable that way. You know, so there, the running game's not as good. The offensive passing attack is very simple. I mean, it really is. And if the run game's not working, it just gets, you know, amplified even more. The Cardinals were all over some of their pass game stuff. They had no chance. Dak is a little bit off. You know, and the Cardinals, it's not that much different from them. I mean, they have a lot of talent. You know, they really do. I don't love their passing offense either. It's a lot of screens and short passes and run the ball. And then just, ooh, if you play one-on-one, we take a shot down the field. Both teams are dangerous if they get in the playoffs. It's a weird year in the NFL. It really is. There's no great team. It's going to be all about the matchups that are had in a week-to-week 
bases in the playoffs. I wouldn't be shocked if either one of these teams was in the NFC Championship game. I wouldn't be shocked if either one of these teams got knocked out in round one. You know, that's where they are. Mm-hmm. There's some good things about these teams, but there are some flaws I see that certainly concern me. And, and maybe the Cincinnati Bengals can be thrown into this. Chris Sims joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb on the Doug Gottlieb Show. What is the Bengals' ceiling? I mean, do they max out by winning the AFC North? I mean, I know they're coming off of a win against Kansas City, was in the number one spot, but but is it all gravy now here for Cincinnati, or do you think there could be more for the Bengals? Uh, no, I, I think there could be more, too. Here, you know, again, I, I don't look at any team in the AFC and just go, oh, wow. I mean, they all got to fix this and do this to play to that level of that number one team if they want to beat them. There, there, there's There's none of that. You know, the Bengals are as talented as anybody uh, in the conference. They are. Their offense is as creative and as good as any offense in, in the NFL. You know that. You see the weapons, but the system is good, too. The only thing I can, can, I'm concerned about a little with their offense is they're not great at protecting Joe Burrow. It's not the best O-line there. They're young still. Defensively talented, you know, but I wish they would do a little bit more, maybe be a hair more creative, but still – you saw they gave Mahomes and company issues in the second half of that football game. So, again, I'm not trying to be a coward here. I'm usually the guy that kind of stands <laughs> on the table and goes, I like these teams, and they're going to – that's usually who I am. But, uh, again, and even in the AFC, I look at it and go, I mean, if you told me Tennessee, Kansas City, the Bengals, Buffalo, New England, or even the Colts were in the AFC championship game, I wouldn't be surprised by any of it. I really wouldn't. It is a true matchup year, and I do think Cincinnati is, is can seriously make a run uh, this year at it, no doubt about it. In the NFC, you know, another team that's red hot, the Rams. They won, obviously, five in a row. No, it was a close win, uh, you know, against Baltimore the other day. But, Chris, I mean, take us through, you know, one, their evolution, obviously integrating o- Odell. But I also look at, yeah, it was only a one-point win. Ravens don't have Lamar Jackson. But it's also, uh, you know, third game in 12 days. They played on a Tuesday, second straight road game. I thought all things considered to come out with a win was pretty impressive. I agreed with you there. Um, I like everything about the Rams right now. I've, I've kind of been saying this on my podcast, Chris Sims of Button, the last few weeks. I break down plays. Defense has got it going. They got a little run game going. Special teams is playing good. The million-dollar question is Matthew Stafford, and I'm a Matthew Stafford supporter. I always have been. I put him in my Chris Sims top 40 every year and make him a top 10 quarterback. And people always kind of yell at me and go, oh, you're crazy and all that. But, you know, I don't know if it's the the burden of expectations, the Vikings game, so many stupid plays. I mean, really, more stupid than the stat sheet would show. show. You saw some of the plays last week against the Ravens. The Seahawks game on that Tuesday you were talking about was playing good for a period of time and then just, through a horrible interception, he's the one that I think we got to watch here. And I love Matthew Stafford and his talent. But I do think McVay and company, I'd like to see them manage him a little bit to a degree. It doesn't have to be so wide open and think we got to throw the ball all over the place with Matthew Stafford just because he has this great arm. You know, I would let's just run the Jared Goff offense and just expand it a little bit more because you got a guy who can really throw the ball and stretch the field that way. But to me, guys, uh, the Rams really good. He is the question mark, though, about their football team and how deep they can you know, make a run in this playoff. Final one for me is Chris Sims joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Find him on Twitter at CSimsQB. 
Jim Harbaugh's name now coming up, maybe making a return to the NFL. Do you think that Jim Harbaugh would be as successful in a return to the NFL as he was the first time around if he came back? Listen, I I can't stand Jim Harbaugh. I don't like him, all right? So I'm just going to put that out there right now. Like, I really don't. He was so rude to me one of the first times I ever met him. I root (laughs) against him publicly all the time. So I'm just going to let you know that. I say it all the time on TV, whatever. He is a good football coach, though. I mean, I'm not going to deny that. He knows how to organize the troops and and be an overseer to go, hey, this is the right way to play this game and all that. The one thing I'll say with Jim Harbaugh, where I think you've got to be careful if you hire him as an owner, is his offense stinks, and he sticks his nose into the offense too much. And it's, it's prehistoric. It was prehistoric with the 49ers. It's been prehistoric at all his college stops. And it's just hard to win that way. The 49ers team he was coaching early on in the 2010s was the most – dominant, physical, superior team maybe I've ever seen in my life. They were amazing. So they could get away with, you know, running the ball up the middle with Frank Gore and just a few play-action passes with Kaepernick. And, of course, him, you know, getting in there and Greg Roman doing those run plays expanded their offense. But that's my worry about Harbaugh. That would be the only thing, you know. But I respect his coaching ability and how he can get a team on track. But, yes, I don't like his offensive mind and – as I've told you already, I don't like him at all. And, of course, uh, Chris Sims joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, co-host of uh, PFT Live and also the Unbutton Podcast. And see him on NBC Sports uh, talking NFL every weekend. Chris, we appreciate it. We appreciate you coming on every week. And uh, can't wait to do it again next week. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Be good. Have a good rest of your week. Chris Sims, again, find him on Twitter, at CSimsQB. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug Gottlieb. Check out the latest lines from the world of sports at BetRiver Sportsbook. BetRivers is the trusted name in online sports betting. Must be 21, must be present in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, and Pennsylvania to play. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you thought Aaron and I were a bit harsh on Big Ben, wait till you hear what Colin Cowherd said about him. That's next here on Fox. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Dan Byer sitting in for Doug today here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, we did resolutions a little while ago, Aaron. We did. And uh, I have another resolution for someone. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger in 2022 to stop threatening to retire and actually (laughs) (laughs) that's his resolution to go through with it follow up on it if you think that was harsh wait till you hear what someone else said about ben roethlisberger and we're going to hear it right now in a segment we like to call earlier today on fox sports one and fox sports radio colin cowherd weighed in on big ben playing his last game in front of the home fans last night he didn't adapt it was always just the deep ball. He never really refined his skills. What you saw early is what his talent gave him. If Ben was the equivalent of us, normal citizens with normal bodies, he peaks four or five years out of high school, doesn't invest much, parties too much, and at 65 you look up and all the great years were way back in the rearview mirror. Oh, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the great talents of all time. His last big playoff win against a legitimate quarterback 11 years ago, Joe Flacco. And I look at Ben and I think so many hits, so much little off-season commitment, never really adapted beyond the big arm. Oh, what could have been? But you know what? That's the way it works. The prettiest girl in high school is never the winner in her 40s. The stud, all the girls fawned at at 18, a lot of times ends up being a loser. 
In the end, if you look around the National Football League, I can't think of another quarterback that got all the gifts. But just think of what he got beyond physical skills. He got the most stable franchise in the league. They've had like two coaches in 40 years. <laughs> he got unbelievable wide receivers. Does anybody draft wide receivers like the, the Steelers? That was Ben Roethlisberger's review, or by Colin Cowherd. He's right about the wide receiver portion of it. There was a nice run, even if it, if it started out with Heinz Ward maximizing who Heinz Ward is. But you threw Mike Wallace in there, obviously Antonio Brown for a while. And then you uh, end up bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster. And, uh, yeah, there's never, been, there's never been a shortage of weapons in Pittsburgh, even in the backfield, even when Le'Veon Bell was there. All that being said... Ben Roethlisberger career to Colin's point, Aaron is still hall of fame worthy. And I, I, I just, I never viewed Ben Roethlisberger as a guy who could have been one of the best all time. Interesting to hear others say that he could be in the top 10. I believe that's what, what Chris Sims, you know, just yeah. said a little while ago on it, but I just, I never put him in that category of being like, yeah, maybe he didn't maximize things out, but I never, I never expected him. And maybe that says something more about me than about Ben Roethlisberger. It was it was interesting to hear what Colin had to say, and and obviously, look, we all love Colin and respect what he had to say. But but I kind of had the same opinion or take that you did. Is um, in listen, he had a lot of natural gifts that other guys did not have or do not have. But he also had some limitations that other guys do not. You, you know, he doesn't have obviously Lamar Jackson's speed. He doesn't have you know. So to me, yeah, it it feels like he accomplished about what he was supposed to. And maybe it feels like he should have done more because he won two Super Bowls early in his career. Like, like he had so much success early in his career, and it's kind of been a slow, steady decline since. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I sit here necessarily today and say, oh, it's a career wasted. I remember when Shaq retired. It's like, you know, he had fun, but imagine if he took it as seriously as Kobe. And, and I just I don't know that I feel that way about Big Ben, but maybe part of it is, again, so much success early in his career. Ben Roethlisberger, you could back end that, Johnny, if you want. What does the fuck say? Ben Roethlisberger did lead the NFL in passing yards in 2018, which was the season before his elbow blew out. And then in 2014, also led the NFL in passing yards. And I know that's not that's not an ultimate stat, but we think of Ben Roethlisberger as of late, and we think that it was a half decade of failures. And may, maybe it was just the volume of it that made it a lot, but it also, I think, showed you what Pittsburgh needed to rely on to be able to get things done. I'll at least push back a little bit on Ben to, to Colin's point. I never had those those expectations uh ben was just a, a, a different cat and i had my own experience with him as i you know relayed <laughs> earlier but uh but but yeah he's gonna be he's a steelers quarterback who won two super bowls so he's going to the hall of fame that mm -hmm. is where it Great. lies with ben roethlisberger he's aaron torres i'm dan Beyer. this is the doug gottlieb show check out the latest lines from the world of sports at bet river sportsbook bet rivers is the trusted name in online sports betting must be 21 must be present in colorado illinois indiana and pennsylvania to play gambling problem call 1-800 gambler we'll discuss the new report that jim harbaugh may be leaving ann arbor for the nfl that next year on fox sports radio